Hello, and welcome to After the Sermon, a Austin Oaks Church podcast where we process the work that God is doing in our lives, in our community, and in our church. And today, I am filling in for Mrs. Rebecca Tenhaken, um, who is out on a much-needed vacation, uh, enjoying time with some family. Um, but I am joined here today with uh, Pastor Brandon Ziski. Hi, Brandon. Hello. So good to see you, even though nobody else can see you, I can. We so. see you. Oh, yeah. and that other uh, fellow that you just heard is uh, Mr. Kel Casto. You thought and one podcast was enough, and I'm back. Yeah, two in a row, man. Um, and, and I can just hear your mustache from over here. It's, it's I really <laughs> wanted to crinkle my mustache on Mike, but I won't do that. <laughs> Thank you. this is professional. This is very professional, but... Um, we're here to talk about uh, the sermon the other day. Brandon, do you want to fill us in on on kind of uh, just a quick recap? A quick, quick recap. We talked about spiritual gifts. Nailed it. Man, <laughs> Brandon, like, I am so proud of you for that. That yeah. is oh, remarkable. And people are now going, if only the sermons were like that. Oh, yeah. you know what? I, b- I believe in you, Brandon. I believe in you. What does that even I mean? Because mean? with, with man, this is impossible. But with God. <laughs> and now we can win our football games. <laughs> oh, how many times did I hear that growing up? Anyway, Brandon, uh, just you, you got any more? Or you feel like. Well, you said grief. Goes? All right, there it is. No, it, it, it's like in all of the talks of the, like the Holy Spirit, especially as we're in this series about like water making a way of trying to understand like not only what does the Holy Spirit do in us and desire to do within us and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, well, what about a church? You know, how does that look? How does the Holy Spirit equip and move and even fill the church in, in that aspect? And, and it's kind of like one of those things where you just know if we're talking about the Holy Spirit sooner or later, people want to know, they want to talk about the gifts. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful passage. First Corinthians 12, 13, 14 and there's a lot of, I would say, misunderstanding in the way people read it and interpret it just probably through cultural lens, but also a misunderstanding of how the presence of God is oftentimes to be manifested within a local church. Yeah. And uh, joining us today is is Kel, and we, we, we are three staff members. Normally we like to have a member of the congregation that's here, but I, I think even as we talk about uh, the gifts of the spirit. It's it's how does that play out in like a staff role? Like where where do we depend on the spirit in that? And and what are some of the um, the traps that we might fall into in in you know kind of like leaning on our own strength and not depending on the spirit and and the gifts of the spirit in that? And so, um, Kel, like what has the Lord been been showing you through the past couple of weeks um, as you've one preached and then listened this last week. Yeah. Um, I think it's been really interesting. This has been an interesting journey being at Austin Oaks since January and having this kind of journey of being more and more spirit led. And that's been a you know huge focus of ours, obviously, since around May and, you know, going through the summer is engaging the Holy Spirit. And so it's been really fun for me and really interesting kind of stretching some muscles that I haven't really stretched before and really kind of working out that spirit dependence. Because I think for me, 
there's a really big, as you were kind of mentioning, I have a tendency to be like, I can do this on my own and let me try to, you know, just work off of my own experiences, my own knowledge, my own whatever. And I limit what, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, can do in my life or what, you know, not that I can limit the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. but I like, I say, Hey, this is the, you know, parameters that you can operate in yeah. and now going, okay, like, let me try to open that box and a little bit and see where the Holy Spirit can go. So it's been really fun for me and kind of scary in some ways of going like, Hey, I have to relinquish control a little bit, but that allows the Holy Spirit to do work that is powerful, that is freeing, that is unexpected, that is life giving. Yeah. It's, there's this um, sense of risk almost that that has been kind of like apparent in in my processing of what's going on, and that that risk is is going like, w what would happen if God took over? Yeah. You know, like and and like if 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 what would happen if I go like n not in my control but in your control, and and I really operated in that and and that's a that's uneasy and also at, at the same time like been kind of freeing and and you mentioned but like Brandon what what has the Lord been showing you maybe maybe some stuff that we, we didn't even get to process through um maybe one or two things that that the Lord's thrown your way that you feel like would be beneficial for us to to process man this is kind of unique the fact that we have the three of us being on staff and we have different backgrounds and pedigrees of ministry. We've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. We've seen seasons of good and seasons of hard and in like reading this, like as like a leader of a ministry, right? Being entrusted to it. You're like, okay, so if each person is given a gift and, you know, even attach it to Ephesians four, where it's just like in, and Christ has given the, the church, you know, the apostles, evangelists, teachers, like the fivefold giftings to equip yeah. people for the work of ministry. It's like, how, how do we do that? Like, like, truly, like, how do we, in a system, for lack of better words, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you don't always want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but we have a, a church structure that kind of like props up certain gifts, which is no yeah. different than what you see in Corinthians. But it's just like, it's almost like designed as consumer-based instead of like coming to use your gift-based model. Right. Right. And so that's the part where I was like going, okay, as a pastor in my own heart, like how, how do we shift that? How do we encourage our church to lean into whatever that gift is, but also to go, man, eagerly desire the gifts? Like how can you come in on a Sunday morning eagerly desiring to use the gift that God has given you. Mm -hmm. Like that, that part has just been like really turning on me and like not been able to unpack all of that. Cause there is some nuance to it. But like the, if you look at like verse seven of chapter 12, you know, it's just imagining, just starting to dream and imagine what would this look like? Like a manifestation of the spirit is given to each person for the common good. Yeah. It's like the phraseology of that is like, the the expression of the presence of God is revealed, tangible, experienced through the church operating in the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given. How beautiful is that? Yeah. And it makes you just go like, what can we do? Right. So guys, 
figure it out. Let me know. <laughs> so guys, what can we do? You um, tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes, Brandon. As soon as you uh, start giving me that list, I'll just start checking them off. Um, no, that's um, – th- there's a, a a really interesting thought process that I've been, been going through is, like, how – and, and and it's it's what you address like the the church of jesus was witnessed by supernatural mm-hmm. right like it was it was witnessed by supernatural and um like that people could could go like something is different there because of that and somewhere along the line that like my experience growing up was um people will witness jesus by seeing how nice of a person you are. Mm. Like, ah, they'll just, you don't even have to say nothing. All you have to do is be happy and smile and be kind. And that is a testimony of like God at work. And like, I don't believe that's untrue. I do believe that, that that isn't a heart's desire of a believer to, to be content in all things. Right. But to, stretch and go like that that the lord can work in supernatural ways through an empowering the gifting of the holy spirit like that it that's a a new a new area for for me to explore and grow mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. and and investigate and i mean it's that's that that whole like um there's risk like mm-hmm. and and that's what i'm feeling right now and and it's it, it's exciting at the same time, but like, as we look at the scriptures, I can't deny that that the early church was evidenced, was witnessed by a supernatural work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. I mean, that's the thing that's so odd about it. It's like everything related to what we believe and do as a church, as far as Jesus is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of it is, and so it's like our temptation is to relegate it down to just kind of like enlightenment thinking. Yeah. Let's just make it logical based, word based. And yet the oddity of that is like to even be able to understand scripture is supernatural. You, you know, so it's like right. even Paul even says that like, you know, the, the spirit reveals that to us because the mind has been blind or the eyes of the unbelievers have been blinded by the God of this world. And, and so it, it's just like, how do we, continue to drip that in as pastors to our church yeah it's like help them realize that man what like truly like what would happen if the people in our church began to believe i'm gifted with the holy spirit it's a stewardship that's given to me and i'm also told to eagerly desire them yeah man there as you as you were saying that there's the um this realization I came to a couple of years ago that was like, Oh, um, I guess what, what we believe is kind of weird. It was, it was when I was really going through a, uh, an evangelism phase and I'm, I'm trying to communicate the gospel to people. And, um, at the end of the day, it was like, no, no, no. I, I believe that a guy was born of a virgin. He lived his life. He controlled the waves. He, made bread multiply out of nowhere and um he also did that whole rising from the dead thing and then and then he died 
and that seems normal. And, and then he came back from the That's dead. Less normal. And then he floated up into the air. Um, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm pretty normal. Yeah. Like, um, don't you want to be normal like me? Yeah. And we sing songs about blood. Yeah. <laughs> and and There's nothing like, about it. It's it's interesting because like like what you were saying that that's that's all supernatural, right? Like that that the natural world has has been created and interacted with by the supernatural god that that can manipulate and change all of those things. And and we we believed that so much that we we've we've understood it or the the context that we've grown up in has we've normalized all of that. We've normalized certain aspects of the supernatural, the the workings of Jesus that that he did that. And then the workings of the the apostles in the early church. And and we normalize that. And then we get to here and and we've normalized just being content with with yeah. where we are and what is happening and and like when we think about what we believe it's still the supernatural it's not normal but like why have we pushed some of this away mm. you know yeah i think it's a lot of the things you just said it's really interesting especially coming from students ministry world and so much of it in 2023 being like, I don't want to be too weird, you know, and I think that's almost a reaction that the church has had a lot. And that's been my experience with the church and the hyper spiritual and the, of going like, sure, like let me supernaturally be saved. Like let, you know, bring Mm -hmm. me, you know, into salvation. That's cool. But like, even still, I don't have to see, you know, there's no like physical heart of stone Mm -hmm. that's turning into a physical heart of flesh. It's like, oh, cool. Like, let me keep this in the metaphorical and that's fine with me. But then when I'm actually practicing, it's like, cool, the spiritual gifts teaching. Are you, but that's more rational. It's explainable or like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool. Like that's just a person who's very merciful and they're kind. This is a person who's really like, type a and they've got their stuff together administration i can understand these things but when you start dabbling into the more like you were talking about like normalizing this weird aspect of things and going into the spiritual and going into the supernatural we try to like i think pull back the reins on that but when we do that i think we're trying to like appease and and look like the rest of the world almost because the weird is weird. Yeah. But then it's also like, but that's also the thing that separates us where that we have the Holy spirit inside of us. And when we're saying that we are inherently going, there's some uncontrollable and unexplainable things in this. And I know with like students ministry right now, I think one of the things that is going to be such a driving factor is this idea of like wonder and awe at the unexplainable Mm -hmm. because I can pull up a picture of Mount Everest on my phone and I can look and go, well, yeah, it's tectonic plates crashing together. And you know, there's, it's still cool, but like it is what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, but opposed to like, I can't explain God. I can't explain why he would do these things and what he's doing and seeing these movements that I go like, that can only be the Lord. I think that's going to be things that really drives forth the kingdom. Yeah. When you say weird, what are you referencing? Um, I think more BJ. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the top part, right? Like that comes to my mind. 
Um, the top part. Of, yeah, of the, the top weird. part of the weird. There's, yeah. there's, that's the, the ten percent so, that shows. So the there's ninety percent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so for me when I think like the weird, right? Like, and I, and you know maybe weird is a little bit too irreverent of a yeah. term to use, but I think it's like for me it, it's going the things that are like less comfortable with addressing things like the spiritual gifts because, like I said, I can put a rational thought towards teaching. Dude understands the word well. He's a, you know, charismatic speaker, you know, whatever. That makes sense. But going like, man, prophecy, like how did you know that thing that you said? Or, you know, when you're dealing with like tongues, we've gone like there is a like special communication that you have. I don't understand it, you know. Uh, healing where it's like that's a miracle. You are putting the supernatural into the natural, the laws of our universe don't apply to these things and so addressing the fact that these things are you know real and exist i think has a tendency to make us go well, hold on like it, yeah I, i'm, I'm kind of meddling a little bit like when sure. you say like us are you speaking more like believers i would say some believers especially like me growing up in a in a realm where like i think you put it really well i don't know if it was this week or if it was a previous sermon but it was kind of this like practical like it's a theoretical uh continuationist but a practical cessationist where it's like sure god can do the miraculous but he doesn't mm-hmm. but he won't you know like and we and he, and he won't do that here and if you try to do that here we're gonna go like hey man like maybe you should chill out so i think that is a certain thing with if you are not used to really engaging like the the spiritual in a lot where i'm not uh in you know that my engagement with more spiritual matters is like, all right, Lord, like I'm reading my scripture, speak to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. He, you know, revealed this thing. And that makes sense to me. But then like God speaking and doing crazy things like is less like it's, it's more abnormal for me, but I think it's also people trying to appease people who are outside the church to go like, Oh man, once we start talking about all the, the spiritual and the demonic and the, you know, whatever, that's when we can go, Oh, those weird Christians, like they're, they're at it again. Yeah. I I think for me, the concept of, of weird is that, um, like anything that, that seems not acceptable to the current culture that you're in. Yeah. Right. Like in, um, and, and like in our family, um, like we kind of, we use the phrase weird is good. Good, uh, like weird means unique and unique means that God has uniquely created us, right? Like, in, and so like in, I, I use that term playfully, not kind of derogatorily, but um, th- when I, and, and when I say that like we believe something that is weird, it's something that doesn't seem natural. It's something that hasn't like, that doesn't fit into a natural explanation of how things work. And so like when in, in the, in the circles that I've grown up in and, and living in the South and in Texas, my entire life, everything has always been like, yes, you're a Christian. You believe that Jesus died. He was, he rose from the dead and, and, and he did all these miracles and all those things. And that has become normal. That's not weird. That's, that's normal. So even though if you really dig into it, what was happening, right. it was extremely not normal. It was, is it was extremely supernatural, but we've 
normalize that. And then there's this feeling that if I go, if I start acting in accordance to that same power, that that same, and seeing some of those things, that's weird. And, and we in our current space kind of like back up and go, whoa, what's happening here? And literally the song that comes to mind is DC Talk, oh my God. Jesus Freak. I mean, is what this, would people say dude, if they knew that I was a Jesus Freak? Is this 90s well, and 2000s youth ministry? I mean, <laughs> let, me, let me propose it, like propose this. Like, I, I think it's just either, it's just religious people that would go, like, these sign gifts, quote mm-hmm. unquote, are weird. I, I don't think, like, those who, you know, don't, trust in jesus would say that's specifically weird i think they would just say you believe in jesus is weird that's the you know what i'm saying yeah, like, that's the first hurdle so yeah. so that's where i'm going like i feel that's where that the the challenge is it's like why do we why does the church tend to discount that when and i mean we don't have the time to unpack this but i think it's it's a great conversation like why do we tr- tend to start to go these things have ceased when scriptures don't teach that yeah. And, and it actually pushes, makes you believe the opposite, that these gifts are to be continuing today, but we want to like make the inference that they have ceased with John dying after Revelation. But it's just like, that's a, that's a challenging argument at best from silence, if anything. But it's, it's like, why do we find ourselves doing that? And I think like, okay, so... Full disclosure for those who are listening, I walked off the stage on this Sunday and I felt so vulnerable and like so like exposed because I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to throw rocks at me and you, you know, like all this stuff. And like I honestly was just like, I believed I was just true to the scripture. It says, uh, eagerly desired gifts, especially that you would prophesy, yeah. correcting, bringing order to tongues. It says, hey, this church is messed up. Y'all are abusing it. Don't forbid people speaking in tongues. You know, like even this coming Sunday, yeah, don't quench the spirits. Don't treat prophecies with contempt. What do you do <laughs> with all that? So all of a sudden it, it like dawned on me. I was like, what did Jesus get accused of? Of having a demon. Yeah. You know, and then like when he casted out that crazy um, the legion yeah. from the demoniac and they went into the pigs and they all drowned and also in the village comes which should have been like wow that's amazing they went leave mm-hmm. like the, the, the gotta go and you're just like man like what is it is it like is there like a sin thing inside of us that doesn't want to yield to the Holy Spirit or are we just comfortable with like a little bit of Christianity and, and not really wanting to embrace our role in the body. Like there's all sorts of thoughts that are just going like, what is it that causes us to f- be like Thomas Jefferson and pick and choose yeah. Yeah. what's valid and true in scripture? I mean, the, you know, off the top of my head and kind of thinking about my own life, it's fear, right? It's, it's going like, whoa, I, I just saw that. And that shatters my worldview mm. and is unexplainable in my worldview. And I'm not ready to deal with that. Yeah. Like, and, and it's at the root of it. I think there is a selfishness at the heart of like, as long as 
I can grasp and I can understand or I can control or like explain it, then like I'm comfortable with it. And I'm like, if it benefits me, then I'm comfortable. But if somebody just got rid of 2000 pigs or whatever the case might be, like, I'm like, that just cost us something, you know, like, and, and, and there, I think that there's this fear of, of unknown, of lack of control mixed with a desire, a selfish desire to know and understand the, un, the, the incomprehensible, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would agree with that. I think for my life, I'd say that's a, a huge thing that rings true for me and, and has been, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that the Lord is really patient and gracious with me because I think my continual, you know, cycle of faith is like, okay, I'm in control and God reveals how out of control I am and then reveals himself in a powerful way. And he's like, Hey, you can, you can have more and that starts with salvation, but then it also leads towards further depth and relationship with him um, being able to call out and say, all right, God, I need you. I, I need to trust you. I need to depend on you. And then he's like, sweet, here's more of me. And then I go, okay, cool. I'm back in control again. And now that you've done these things and I have this awareness of you, let me be back in control. And God's like, no, that's not how this works. And it's kind of over and over. And I think that's what the Holy Spirit really is with me right now is going, hey, like being led by the Holy Spirit, filled by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit is not something that I can just go, cool, this is, you know, the force that I can channel. Like this is a tool for me to use as opposed to being like, no, I am, I am being directed by the Holy Spirit. I'm the one being used and moved. And that's taking me out of the control. But in by doing this, you experience God more and you have more of this sweetness and uh, more of this depth of relationship. So I think for me, it's been a lot of this, like, but I'm not in control here. And God's like, I know. And then he keeps moving. I know. Like, <laughs> and then he keeps going. Yeah, he's like, oh, sweet baby kale. <laughs> sweet baby kale. Kale. It uh, depends on where you're from. You know, if it's the south, it's kale. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it's just this idea of, like, God has been gracious of slowly leading me into more dependence yeah. on him. And right now, that's for sure engaging the Holy Spirit because it's, out of my control. Yeah. I, I, as I was thinking about it, even just like, like for me, it's, it's, it's a lack of desire or misplaced desires Yeah, in a lot of ways. And, and that's the part where I'm like, gosh, I know what is right, but I don't want to make myself always available mm. to the Lord because if I do, and if I hear something i don't want to be faced with the options of being obedient or not yeah so i'd rather just not know (laughs) or like i don't desire it or my thought like you know totally 21st century desire longing going after it's like no like come on just drive through quick let's i pray come on like we're answer like the longing the travailing the constant praying and like like what you see in scripture is yeah. just like no I'm I if I pray for healing like it should be just a one and done thing right or I pray for this it should be just you know and it's just like man then I realize 
that's me looking at God as my own personal mm-hmm. vending machine instead of me living for his glory and, and like going, yes, I'm, I'm, this is the right thing. I want to be with the father. I want to say what the father does. I want to do what the father is doing and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I just find it honestly a, a desire issue. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's almost, it's, 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 it's embarrassing to be simply going, I don't always want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to <laughs> No. you know, like, and, and then it's like, I wonder what would it be like in my own life if I wasn't a pastor? Yeah. Whew. Quit hitting me like that, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> now you, you, um, you said something the other day, um, and I'll, I'll come to it in just a second, but like, I've been thinking about the concept of, of membership and, and membership is the, the agreement here at our church that we're saying we we desire together in this community to become more in the image of Christ, more Christ-like. And that's the commitment that we make to one another. And, and um, the church leadership has said, these are the things that we think will help us become more in the image of Christ and become more Christ-like. And uh, the phrase that you said the other day is, Jesus only says what his father reveals to him. Like that, that Jesus's ministry, his life was so connected to the father that he was listening to the father and only saying what the father would say. And that, that, that is the, as Kel, as you were talking about walking in the spirit that we are walking so much with like, Lord, where would you lead me? Lord, what would you have me say? Lord, what would you want to say to Kel or to Brandon? Lord, how can I glorify you today that every moment is only doing what the father would say and that, that we live and, and, and love others and pursue after others as Christ would do. And, and that is us as a community being invited into doing that. And we cannot do that without the work of the Holy spirit. And that is, yeah, mm-hmm. I heard that noise too. There was a weird noise that just happened. I, I bumped the, <laughs> I bumped the snob and it, it happens. Thanks for owning up to that. Kel. It, uh, it happens. I bump things. Often. <laughs> Look, I have long legs, and it's hard to put them under this table sometimes. <laughs> yes, nobody else knows what it's like to be big, Kel. BJ, let me tell you about it. Uh, I know that you are. Hey, big guys, <laughs> stop picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cute little kid, Brandon. Little thing. <laughs> Dude, Man. Brandon, what else is the Lord, like, what are some things that maybe you, like, didn't get to say that you may have wanted to say this last week that, or something that the Lord was, like, showing you, like, Man, I learned this. I, for me, in my own personal walk with the Lord, it was verse 7. of just like reflecting constantly on the purpose of the gifts is for the common good. And then the flip side, like within that was going, this church was so jacked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so messed up. And Paul's like, listen, concerning spiritual gifts, like these spiritual things... I don't want you guys to be ignorant, so let me teach you. 
and like abusing the gift of prophecy, just previously abusing communion, right? Mm -hmm. Getting drunk and like Paul didn't say, okay, no more communion guys, right? Like abusing scripture, like, I mean, the sexual immorality, like all this stuff is just this course correction and then prophecy and tongues. Like, like I was just going like, honestly, like I wasn't joking when I said it, there was truly a part of me. I was like, Paul, you could have ended 2000 years of weird. Right there. What do you mean by weird tongues? Speaking in tongues, <laughs> right? It's like you, you could have just stopped that right there. But he's like, don't forbid it. But it's the I've been I'm captivated. I am truly like I think more than I ever have been captivated by a church embracing the gift that the Holy Spirit has given him to to show off Jesus. And like the benefits of that church is in Ephesians four about yeah. like. You'll be united. You'll grow into maturity, like all those things, and you won't be pushed back and forth by all the things in culture. Like, there's just something really beautiful in me. I'm like praying for our church just to lean into that. I'd be like, Lord, what is my gift? But not only that, if I go into any context, Holy Spirit, would you gift me with whatever is needed mm. in this moment? Like, yeah. I don't have the gift of let's you know evangelism and. You know, and here's a situation, Lord, would you help me or equip me to, to do that? And I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just dreaming of like, what does this manifestation start to look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked what you said on a, on Sunday is related to, you know, how God has kind of equipped me for everything else. And you talked about this idea of like the spiritual gift assessment, which <laughs> is a, you know, a concept in and of itself. But I think there is such a tendency to go like, well, you know, God has gifted me as a teacher, but not as, you know, in mercy or not as an evangelist. So I don't really have to engage those very much. Uh, or like, man, like, you know, it, you know, I don't, because I'm not the guy that like, like, I just don't feel comfortable, you know, talking to other people about Jesus who don't know him. It probably means I'm not gifted in it. So I don't have to do that. Right. Like <laughs> that guy's way more confident and comfortable in it. So I'll just leave the evangelism to him. And I think, this is it's such an interesting thing when you're you know looking at this passage and looking at going hey do you earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts but especially you know prophecy and like looking at these things for mutual encouragement but as well like how are we ministering to other people and how are we using the holy spirit to actually engage and it's not just in the ways that we're good at right and and i think that's such an interesting thing and you look at it, it's like like Paul isn't like, well, you know, if you, if you weren't this, you know, good, good news for you, you don't have to be merciful to anyone. Like that's good. You know, it's like, no, you're the Holy spirit empowers in all of those ways. And especially the ways that you're weak because the Holy spirit is not. Yep. Let let me just say this, that spiritual gift assessment statement I used is my own personal opinion. (laughs) And, and I don't want people to feel like bad you know, like, I, oh, ripped man, up I can't the one believe that I did that or, <laughs> or to be offensive because like for some people it's a good help or it's a good guide. But I think what happens is we tend to treat it like strengths finder. We're also in like, you, you're taught focus on your strengths and ignore your weaknesses. And, you know, or like now I know and I'm good, which is the problem so much of the church. It's like, yeah, I know things, you know, it's like, okay, but how are we eagerly desiring? How are we? using this stewardship i mean Mm -hmm. that's what it is like it's a responsibility that god has given us for the greater good 
or the common good within the church. And, it, and, and so, like, the other part, for years, I used to teach this almost out of, like, fear of, like, the bait and switch tactic. But a lot of the, the gift stuff that we see in Scripture is really, like, meant to be like, hey, employ that within the church mm-hmm. community. Like, and it's not, not always the best to do on a Sunday morning because there's limited stuff, but it's, like, in your small group community, which is where a lot of times these are best fleshed out. But, like, yeah, evangelism, hospitality, all those things are a part of it. But it's just, like, within the the community is also very vibrant, you know, so. Which is a, a plug that the Sunday morning worship experience is not the all-encompassing church experience. Right. And, and can't fill the need of everybody using their gift. Right. Like, and, and so, like, that's why that. The, the smaller communities, the smaller gatherings are the places where, one, you get to exercise those those gifts. You get to work them out. You get to, um, like, explore that and then get feedback from people that know you and understand you and care for you and, and, and go, like, man, you – you are like you are definitely listening to the Lord in that, or like, man, God has definitely gifted you there, and and so like I think that if it's if your experience with with Jesus is limited to that Sunday morning gathering, there's there is more that is to be had by being able to exercise those gifts on in serving or on in, in that smaller community mm-hmm. and and. And that's, I think there's a kind of going back to like what we started with earlier, like there's this consumer mentality of coming to church and going, Hey, like, what did I get out of this compared to like, Lord, how could I live your uh, heart, live your passion, live your gifting out for the, the, the common good as, as verse seven of, of chapter 12 uh, says and so like it's like how that that is a worshipful moment that that is is equally as inviting you into relationship with the Lord and and, and so like I, I I highly value that and that's you know where the heart from discipleship comes from and mm-hmm. smaller communities um, and it it starts by us gathering together and and worshiping in a in a community yeah. saying this is the the one thing that we yeah. are about yeah. I would love to see this like formation take place in our church where we, co- we, we meaning collectively Austin Oaks church, we walk in on a Sunday morning and, and just as we go in, we say, Lord, how can I use my gift this morning? Mm. And then go to that second part of like, especially that you may prophesy, Lord, who can I encourage? <laughs> like just yeah. um, like that would change perspective. Yeah. It would change expectation, yeah. you know, just coming in. And I think we would move even closer yeah. to what this, this picture is yeah. of using the gifts. But yeah. Kel, what would you say is one hope that you have for our church? That's a great question. Um, I think one of the things that I would love to see, and, and I think you're, you're kind of hitting on it, right? And that, like, obviously... I'm in the students ministry realm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the things, you know, that Brandon's talked about over the past few months that has been really 
interesting and engaging for my soul and my mind, especially as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, is this idea of, like, revival and going, like, do I actually, like, we pray for it. We pray for it a lot. Mm -hmm. But one, do I actually think it's going to happen? And, like, do I do I expect it? And, and and for me, my hope and my prayer and my growing expectation as I'm experiencing more Holy Spirit is I believe that God is going to do a powerful movement, especially yeah. in the younger generations in our church. And I think you're already seeing it a lot. You're seeing yeah. really well-established small groups with the young adults. You're seeing, like, young, like this, you know, I want to give my leaders a shout out because they're, you know, I have a, a ton of leaders who are stepping up to do an incredible job of discipling because yeah. they are being engaged by the Holy Spirit. They're being moved and they're taking initiative to go and, you know, talk to students, to build relationships with them, to care for them. And I think that's going to pay dividends spiritually of going like, no, we're, we want to move into these darker spiritual places in South Austin that, you know, the, you know, historically or over the past like 10, 20 years have not been a super welcoming place to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And now going, no, we like the spirit is going to move in power and in yeah. life and see new generations, the, the, you know, generations in America that historically love Jesus the least and follow mm -hmm. Jesus the least and know the least about him and going like, no, we're, we're going to see the Holy Spirit move in power. And yeah. I'm excited for that. I got, I, I got something that I feel like the Lord put on my heart to just throw out there for us. Like, what has been a struggle for you as you've wrestled with God through this? And I'll, I'll go, so that y'all have a little bit of time to think about this. And it for me, there's. It'd be fun if we answered it for each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, go for it. BJ's greatest struggle. <laughs> um, there's, there's been, um, it. Uh, the, the concept of humility is is what's I've been wrestling with with and it's the idea of um, where where do I where am I willing to hear spiritual authority and and God's voice and where am I not and my wrestle has been like I have I have heard people claim to say things in the name of the Lord and and it been wrong, selfish in nature, whatever assumptions I had with it. And lately through this series, I've realized that the wrestle, the struggle for me has been like, I have pushed God away in some of those areas and, and gone, I, you can't speak to me over here. And, and the, the Lord has been removing that hand that's been holding it out there at arm's length and saying, Hey, like my voice can, can speak to you in ways that you didn't expect. And so like, that's, I, I needed to just communicate that mm -hmm. wrestle, that struggle. Cause I like, I, I don't want everybody to think that like, because I can talk about this, it's, right. it's easy for me for sure because I could talk about it, it's still a, like a wrestle that the Lord is continuing to root out in me. So, yeah, yeah mine's, I'm just going to, it's the same as before of making myself accessible and then willing to do it. Yeah. And, and that's at multiple levels from like home life, being husband, dad, 
that stuff. But at the same time, like just wrestling with my own fear as like a leader within a church of just knowing that like to to be filled by the spirit, you will be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's a, am I really wanting to pay that price? Yeah. You, you know, and it's, that's the part you're like, Ooh, I do. Uh, that people pleasing crap is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd say similar to both of y'all. I think I feel my struggle in like two different ways. One of them from like a ministry perspective, Brandon, like you were talking about, I think I'm, I'm terrified to lead people astray mm. and go like, because I'm not the one strategizing on it where it's like, all right, like Holy spirit, if this is where you're moving, like I'm going to walk that direction. And it's like, but what if, what if I fall flat on my face and what if I lead people astray? And it's like, ultimately it's showing my lack of faith that like I'm actually, you know, following the Lord and that he is leading. And so I think there's a, there's a fear there. I think personally it's a struggle with like, I don't know how God's going to use me. And like, Mm -hmm. what if I like, you know, what if it's not in a way that I expected? What if it's in a way that is less than like, you know, appealing to me? What if it's a way that's like, hey, we're going to do revival, but you are going to be chilling in the background. Hmm. It's like, but I wanted to be the one that was leading the charge. (laughs) And like, I think there's a a fear of like letting God be the one who is actually leading and and not knowing what my role in it is actually going to be. Yeah. It's a risk, man. Yeah. Dude. Well, thanks for the convo, guys. Um, This has been... After the sermon and Austin Oaks Church podcast, and we are so thankful that you decided to listen in. We look forward to connecting with you next week.